We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Trying not to scorn everything with about 30, 33s or something. Yeah, I mean, we kind of felt that. We kind of feed off that energy. This place is amazing. Like, I, I really love, I really love Duke and I love I'm from in here. Mark Williams, beast mode. Paolo, first half, he had the cramping stuff. Fair enough. Beast mode. Welcome back, everybody. It's, it's been a minute for your boy. I haven't been on the show in, in a couple weeks. It's good to be back, um, coming off a huge victory against Pittsburgh on the road. Um, I tweeted it. I could get used to these road ACC blowouts like this. Um, you don't get them very often lately, it seems like, which isn't a, a testament to anybody. It's just it is what it is. Road games are tough to win in college basketball. So um, Duke wins 75-53 after a dominating start to the first half. Uh, and Kyle Filipowski led the way with 26 points and 10 rebounds and shot 11 of 12 from the field, which is, uh, I think, quite impressive. Uh, Russell, uh, thoughts on tonight's game? Yes, yes. Uh, man, what a game. Uh, the Notre Dame game, you know, burn the tapes. <laughs> we can talk some about that today, too, but let's enjoy the pit win first. Uh, Flip, first team All-American. I've been saying it. Uh, I'll keep saying it. Uh, you know, I think we're going to have to caveat some of this with like, it's not a good team. Like they're not, they're not right. Uh, that doesn't mean that bad teams can't win games. They certainly can, as we've seen, uh, one beat us already this year. So like, uh, I don't want to like take too much away. And as we're seeing Monty points out in the chat, you know, Purdue and Houston losing too. There are no elite, like untouchable teams right now so i don't think that us having some struggles or having some flaws or whatever necessitates a panic or necessitates a conversation about how oh we're not this we're not that i think as long as we keep growing and there are a lot of promising things here even against a bad team on the road um nine players scored you know we love that <laughs> we love yeah. that a great first half. We love that. Destroying a pit on the glass, 42 to 26 on the glass is absolutely insane considering that pit coming into this game was 52nd in the country in offensive rebound rate, ninth in the country defensive rebound rate. I mean, they got 15 defensive rebounds to our 13 offensive rebounds. Like, what? Uh, that's pretty great. 
Uh, the shooting was obviously great. A little anomalous. I mean, it, it kind of evened out in the second half. We're never yeah. going to shoot 57% for a half again. I mean, like, I know we've done it. We did it in the second half of that other game. We can't count on that, right? But I didn't think, despite the really good three-point shooting, that we were three-point reliant. We were still getting inside. We were moving the ball really well. And then the switching on defense, which people were talking about, we're not going to be able to do that all the time, I don't think. Uh, I think people are going to watch this game and be like, we should be switching instead of playing drop. Well, we can switch against teams like this that are bad and their big man does not play in the post. Yeah, it makes total sense to switch for this. But then when we play against UNC, I don't think switching is going to make a lot of sense in that game. Uh, You know, I mean, depending on what Baycott wants to do, I guess. I don't know. I'm pretty (laughs) – it was my guy in the chat saying, Chit and Chat Holmgren. That's pretty good. That's a good one. I'll give him that. I said Chet Homeless. I thought that was – I I don't think I made that up. I read that somewhere, but I do like it, and I'll feel (laughs) it. Yeah, uh, so many promising things. And after a a Notre Dame game that was really uh, discouraging, I think having a game like this that's really encouraging afterwards – I was actually going to tweet before the game, but I didn't want to jinx it. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if we were looking ahead a little bit to this game, you know, because – Pitt just analytically is a lot better. They've played a lot better this year than Notre Dame. So it's possible that we just thought we'll roll breezed in there. And then we are focusing on this, which I think is a little silly because Shrewsbury is a better coach than Capel, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, lots of good stuff. Ryan, I've rambled enough. Let me drink some more of my seltzer. <laughs> enjoy it. Enjoy it. Um yeah, just super impressed. The the three point shooting in the first half was great. The the shot selection was there. Um, there were open shots. There were shots in transition, which was nice. The ball movement was phenomenal. Um, the movement off the ball seemed to be nice. It helps when you're making shots, and uh, that can cover up a lot of things. But I just think all in all, a really good game. The scouting report was awesome. I think somebody said that they're impressed. That yeah, here it is. Most impressive. Duke read the scouting report and followed it, which was great. Um, having flipped play this way is where when duke is at his best i have no problem with mark mitchell having big games there's nothing against him at all but uh duke doesn't lose many games when flip plays like this and so um just super excited to see flip back to where he was um and then the guard play man uh i know people always say guards win in march and so to see those what four guys playing the way they have especially with proctor coming off the bench it's uh super promising and we're not beating great teams right now but we're beating teams that we should and uh doing it at least tonight, the way we should be. And now we have a couple, a few games, uh, Georgia Tech at home, Pittsburgh at home, and Louisville, I think on the road. Yes, on the road, and then Clemson at home. So three more games in a row. We're on a seven-game winning streak right now. There's no reason that streak should not be 10 going into that Clemson game, which will be a big one. So, uh, yeah, just super happy about it overall. And uh, hopefully we can continue this, uh, getting a little bit revenge against Georgia Tech this weekend. And, you know, uh, the guards didn't even do much on the scoring front, really. I mean, 32 points between those four guys. I mean, like, I don't want to turn up my nose at that. That's pretty good. Uh, Very efficient, though, for the most part. eh, I mean, like 12 for 30 is the shooting from them. That's, again, that's – I'm not thumbing my nose at it, but it's not like – Oh, Proctor went one for six, so I guess that's a – and, yeah. and Roach was three for nine. It was kind of an off shooting night for him. But we had, I believe, 18 assists to seven turnovers from them. 
And I mean, in the first half, it was more, it was less, right? It was um, in the first half, just looking at the box, we had 10 assists from the guards. We had one, two turnovers, right? Um, I think in the second half, a lot of those turnovers were just the game was over and we were trying to make some sweet plays. I mean, like that happens. It's human nature. Hard to, hard to fight that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really promising to watch guys contribute in a myriad of ways in the backcourt. Uh, I also tweeted out the rebounding from the backcourt. I mean, five rebounds from McCain, six from Proctor, uh, two each from Foster and Roach. Um, you know, if, if our guards are combining for 15 rebounds, we're going to win the rebounding battle. Like we just will. Yeah. That's really, really important for Duke going forward. Uh, and again, 42 to 26 on the boards. That's really the stat of the game. In addition to the fact that we shot 44%. I also, I don't want to discount the fact that our defense was really, really good. Like of the three, three pointers that Henson made in the first half on two of them, he was smothered <laughs> yeah. and it's still in. He had Prayers. one good look. And that one good look was honestly like a little from the logo, you know, like it was a long three. So we did a really good job denying the easy looks, which we've done above the break all season. Um, But especially tonight against a team that is incredibly reliant on three-point shooting. Uh, I tweeted some numbers about this earlier today as well. That feels really, really great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. the, yeah, get, get me get your thoughts on the Tyrese on the offense side because it seems like this season he hasn't gotten to the point where we were hoping he had he was going to get to. And I know obviously the injury comes into play, um, but what are you seeing from him that uh, either leaves you optimistic or pessimistic? He has five. He had five assists, and I would bet if you included hockey assists, it's more. I mean, I think sure. he's creating points. He's just not creating them himself. Uh, but as long as he's yeah. creating points, then I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like, definitely. He, he does, and I, I also didn't think coming into the season that he needed to be scoring that many points. What we needed from him is the great defense and the creation. And I think he has done both of those things pretty consistently. So yeah. I know people are <laughs> people are mad that he's not going off for like 16 and 18 and whatever. Like you know what, guys? It might just be the sort of thing where he might need another summer of shooting the ball before it starts falling consistently. That's okay. Because yep. at the end of the day, when you count up, if you're if you're including points that you are creating, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the top three on the team. You know? Uh, yeah. He's, he's really, really good at that. So uh, I don't mind that. I like seeing Foster doing uh, some creating today. Promising. It's not really something that's been his strength so far this season. Uh, So that did look pretty nice. I know a lot of it was after the game was over. It's still pretty cool. Um, Seven assists is nothing to shake shake your head at, though, when it comes to a freshman on the road. doesn't really matter where the seven assists two turnovers isn't bad. I stand corrected. He got four of them in the first half. So, you know. That's still great. It might have still been when the game was over in the first half, but like, <laughs> sure, you know, yeah. Uh, because sometimes he's been a little uh, scoring minded. It's nice to see him getting people involved. Uh, yeah, I think that's great. And then McCain just did what he did. Uh, Roach, 
off game from him, but I thought he played really good defense, really important. Uh, freshman mm-hmm. guards also played good defense. My man Jalen Blakes, an absolute menace <laughs> out there. And then uh, we got some good minutes from Ryan Young, positive minutes from Ryan Young. I thought this was a good game for him, two blocks from him. We like seeing that, six points, five rebounds in 12 or in 15 minutes. That's that's about right, uh, especially when Mark Mitchell got into foul trouble, getting a lot more minutes from Ryan that were valuable was good. Off night from Mark, but he's had he's been beasting, so it doesn't matter. And then Sean Stewart, right? I mean, uh, some really yeah. nice minutes from Sean Stewart at the end. Uh, he got at least one block. Did he get two? Just one. I thought he got two. Whatever. Uh, three offensive rebounds. I mean, four points, four rebounds, and a block and a steal in eight minutes. I mean, play the guy. Yeah, <laughs> right. You don't have to play Earlier, much. Right? Play him. Play him. Pull. Uh, pull. Flip. If there's a, a stoppage at the 13 minute mark, and play him until the under 12. Right. Play him a, a minute here, a minute there, and some relief. Get him some experience. Uh, yeah. I think the more he yeah. gets that experience, better off we're going to be in the long run. Uh, he looked really efficient tonight. And and Pitt left its starters in for a while. I mean, Holmgren and and, and Bub were really uh, stat padding in a serious way down the stretch of that game. So like, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you, Zion. I changed the ticker. Completely forgot about that. This is, this is amateur hour without you here, Zion. You get what you get, all right? <laughs> We're just going to have a fun time. I finally changed it. And after I read your comment, it took me like 60 seconds to figure it out. So, uh, also, like the Ron- Zion's too sleepy to join the podcast. He's not too sleepy to come in here and tell you to change the ticker. That's pretty good. I like yeah, that. exactly. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was actually very surprised when I had the tweet ready to send. Flip was in the game with five and a half minutes to go. We were up by 20. The game was over. Uh, I was a little shocked by that. Um, I get it from the side of you want to keep these guys playing hot. You want to keep it going, try to figure stuff out, work on things. But like, man, you're up by this much. Their confidence isn't going to get any higher than it was. Like injury here would be devastating. Uh, Proctor is even out there late and I get it. He's still coming back with that injury. Um, but just the fact that Pitt was just firing so many threes and they were starting to go in. And, and also you don't want to win after you've been up by like 30 for most of the game. You don't want to win by 12. Like, that's not analytically good. It's not good for your net. It's not, like, good for your confidence. Zion, you could also podcast in bed for what it's worth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's think about microphones, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I uh, <laughs> Mark, uh, Fry, and Zion a little bit. I like that. Uh, Charlie <laughs> points out that Sean Stewart does not set very good screens right now. That is true. That's um, very true, man. I saw that twice, and I was like, that wasn't effective at all. <laughs> you know how that that screening will get better reps yeah playing you know like you're you've got to put him in situations where he's playing with the players that he would play with in meaningful minutes you know uh yeah (laughs) this is good i like having zion in the uh, comments hey everybody hit the thumbs up for zion uh (laughs) zion you hit the thumbs up you're here you're in the comments i hope you hit that thumbs up Um, yeah i think Another uh, the the second half box score is ugly, man. I can't even like get myself to look at this any longer. Uh, but the first it's, half it's, box score, it's human nature. You, you can't. Oh yeah, like... I'm not blaming them at all. Like that's just it is what it is. I just had it on my screen for far too long there. I apologize. Um, but with with the first half, the plus minus, everybody was in the positives. Obviously, uh, the starting lineup was crazy. I think the worst was Foster with a plus minus of ten. Um, I thought Ryan Young actually played well tonight. He did be. I don't know if you mentioned it, but he had a block. 
Um, oh boy. That Ryan's block it against the backboard. Ryan's gummies have set in. Look out. <laughs> he said he didn't know if I talked about Ryan Young already. I heard you say something about a block real quick, and uh, I didn't know if you're talking about Sean Stewart or Ryan Young at the time because I was – I talked about both of them. Box score. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a lot of stuff going on right now. I don't know how Zion does this by talking and also uh, producing as well. We're Zion, this is amateur stuff. hour. <laughs> yeah. That's what we should start titling these amateur hours, Ryan and Russ, after these Zion, games. Zion doesn't Zion. listen either, but at least Zion, like, he catches it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He yeah, he's it. good. He's good at multitasking. He's not coming in and repeating. He understands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but looking ahead now, this game, uh, obviously, great sign of things to come. We have Georgia Tech at home. You know a lot about the numbers of Georgia Tech recently. Uh, they're a bad team. They are not they're good. <laughs> the fact that we lost them makes it even more frustrating. Uh, but we get them back at home on Saturday for an afternoon game. I think this is one where you have to win by 20-plus to keep the, the ball rolling, um, especially with Pitt on deck at home. A week later, we have we have our bye week um, in the middle of the, the week next week, and then Louisville on the road. So um, there's no reason these games shouldn't be 20-plus point blowouts, especially the two at home. Louisville is trash, but it's a road game. I'm not saying we're going to win by any less than that. But, um, yeah, go, going anything you want to see from these next three games to set us up for the Clemson game? Wins. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see How about win. blowouts, blowouts, not just wins, blowouts. Not like, yeah, I, I would like to cover. Like, you know, I, I don't know that I need. We got back up to the top ten after today in Ken Palm, for what it's worth. Um, yep. Did Georgia Tech lose to Notre Dame? I was trying to look that up. They played tonight. They were losing with not much time left, but I don't know. Uh, On these they games, are tied 66-66. Overtime, somebody says. Oh, okay. Overtime. Okay, well, I'm going to turn that shit on over here. Um, yeah, the fact that you're in overtime against Notre Dame at home, dude. They you know you're sick of, by the way, when you home. just turned on you just and turned on Georgia Tech, Notre Dame. Yeah, I so, so embarrassing, dude. Uh, not a good loss. But we also we have bad losses or bad performances sometimes. I went back and looked at some of our better teams. You know, like Duke struggling in January on the road has been a meme for a while. You know, like for years and yeah. years now. Uh, you know, you can even look at like, I forget. There was a 2015 game. I don't remember if it was Boston College or who it was, but against a really bad team where it was like a three-point game with like five minutes left against just an embarrassing team. Uh, certainly in in the Paolo season when we made the Final Four, we had at least one really bad performance like that. Um, it happens, you know. Uh, we need to win against Georgia Tech is the most important thing. You cannot lose any of these three games. I um, kind of don't care uh, about the blowing outness of it I, I just don't you have to win you have to win just win baby just yeah. win i agree um, i think there's something to be said about beating these teams that you're supposed to by a wide margin um analytically and just confidence wise if if georgia tech or pick comes in and keeps it close for for 35 minutes of the game uh even even till the end i think it's not great for the confidence um and just this team seems like they're playing to that point right now where um, if they get it going, this thing could could really take off as far as a, a big winning streak goes, especially going into 
um, deeper into ACC play. So, uh, yeah, I do think blowouts are necessary with these teams on on the docket. Now we talk about playing better teams, and I'm not as worried about it. But confidence-wise, at home, bad teams, no reason not to blow them out. You just can't you just can't plan a blowout. You know what I mean? Like, you can't plan one. What would what would be disastrous is losing. If we ended up with one of these three games, we dick around for 30 minutes and then win by like eight. It wouldn't feel great, but it'd sure. be a win in the win column. And that's all that yeah. matters at the end of the day. Uh, you cannot lose to Georgia Tech at home under any circumstances. Lord knows you cannot lose at Louisville, my heavens. And, uh, yeah. you know, Pitt is not a good team. So, I mean, we will be favored by uh, 13 to 15 points against uh, Pitt. Ooh, probably more than that. No, probably not more than that. They're they're analytically like strangely high because uh, they beat up a bunch of bad teams, and then I think they got like one not terrible win at some point. Um, yeah, I mean they just they beat the hell out of like a couple of mid teams in West Virginia and Oregon State, and then their losses yeah. until today they had not been boat raced really by anybody. So. No. Um, but not good in confidence play regardless. Yeah, so they're analytically not bad. You just have to win. Uh, and you have to not, especially for that Louisville game, you're going to have Clemson after that and UNC after that. You can't lose that Louisville game, man. You just can't. Yeah. You, you can lose the Clemson game. You can lose the UNC At home? Game. It, in terms of it not massacring your resume, yes. Sure. Yes, sure, sure, you sure. can. Uh, you can't lose the next three and i uh, yeah and monty pointing out the game uh the spread tonight was five that's crazy you know i didn't even i didn't even look at it i meant to um, yeah the, the spread was five i think that uh they're a bad team <laughs> and i just keep saying that very matter of factly they, they might play well they might play well against us next game you know yeah. they probably will they're gonna be pissed we know they'll be pissed we know if there's one thing that cape does it's motivate guys you know the things he's drawing up i think are very questionable but he, he's a, an okay motivator um that's the most backhanded compliment you can give yeah, yeah clemson really somebody pointing out the virginia tech game saying we are going to lose the virginia tech game hey man i know this i know i said this before and zion gave me shit for it i would put my mortgage on not losing necessarily, but not covering. I do not think there is. I don't. I don't think we have a chance of covering that Virginia Tech game. We're gonna be oh, looking ahead to UNC. We're gonna look ahead yeah. to UNC. We will have just done Clemson. Uh, yeah. Now, no, was, you know, what? Take it back. If we lose at home to Clemson, then then maybe we're more dialed in. So it depends on the Clemson game. But yeah, if we beat Clemson, sleepy first half at Virginia Tech, stone cold lock, baby. That's human oh, yeah. nature. Bet, bet against Duke in the first half of that Virginia. That was exactly where my point was going to get to is the Virginia Tech game. If we can clear out the next four games of, of good winnable games, and Virginia Tech is obviously a winnable game, but um, yeah, that's one that like you can almost maybe pencil in as a loss. Like just don't. And if they somehow win that Zion, game. That's why I said I it. That's why I said impressed. it, Zion. That's why I said the mortgage line. I want, I want <laughs> us to cover. I want us to cover. I'm going to use it as a reverse jinx. I'm going to use it if as a reverse jinx every time. If, or wait, if or is Mark it a, is accurate, go ahead. Am I – I was trying to figure out if it's a reverse jinx. I think it's a reverse jinx, yeah. 
No, no. you're just you're just trying I to get your. I'm jinxing my own thing by saying it. Whatever. The seltzer's kicking in. The point is, it's our most likely Mark is right. And I do think we've lost like four of the last five at Virginia Tech or three of the last five, four of the last six. We've yeah. lost a lot at them recently, which sucks. Yeah. Um, well, and it's, it's a tough place to play. Uh, this uh, Somebody brought up when was the last time we went undefeated in January. Uh, if it possibly happens, I think that'd be a huge feat. Uh, I don't, I'm going to take Mark for his word. Seems like a smart guy. Uh, January, uh, the last undefeated January we had was in 1999. Some people that are watching this probably weren't even alive then. Um, that how would many be, that'd be kind of crazy. Mark, how many Januarys have we not played a single good team during? You know what I mean? Like we'll play you Clemson. Play Clemson. Give us we'll play one. Clemson. That's one <laughs> in, in in a month. You and know what I mean? Undefeated January in the ACC. I agree. I'm not sleeping on it. It would be great. But yeah. but when I when I was looking back through to see how many times we've lost to not very good teams in January, once you get past a certain year, there aren't <laughs> bad teams in the conference, <laughs> right? Yeah, like yeah, so good then, point. then you can't lose a game to a bad team because they're all good. And now yeah. in the ACC, that is not the case. So no. Um, no. yeah, Virginia Tech is going to come out with their plumbers and firemen, and they're going to make twelve three pointers. And it's gonna and it's gonna be an annoying ass game to watch. There's no question. Um, yeah, I, what would be really cool in that game is to not see anything uh, concerning with the freshmen. Like that, that's a game where like when, you, when you're loaded up with freshmen, you worry about the looking ahead thing. You worry about it regardless. But like with with McCain and Foster and uh, just seeing how they respond to that moment, especially that bad or that big of a road environment. I think one of the announcers tonight said that's the loudest stadium he's ever been in is in Blacksburg. Oh. Yeah I, yeah, I think he said something along those lines. He said he has never been to a Duke-UNC game in Cameron, but he said it's even louder than Cameron when he's been there. So it Fair is what enough. it is. Shots fired. But, um, yeah, it's just always a tough place to play. I, it's not aesthetically pleasing to watch on TV because uh, Duke never plays well anyways. But um, I yeah. think if this team can go undefeated in January, then we have the at-UNC on the 3rd of February. After that, it's a bunch more winnable games because the ACC sucks. And like our hardest game would come middle of February at Florida State. And I believe um, they – did they just play? No, they're, they're still three. Right. So. Castle's um, only Duke shows up. I yeah. think um, – I think that you're looking at it differently than I'm looking at it. When you're looking at the ACC and being like, well, there's not really – bad uh there's not really like good wins or a good teams we're going to be playing there so you know then our next game against a bad a good team is over here yeah but that also means there's a lot of landmines that means there's way yeah. more landmines uh yeah. and and this team is still young like when you were talking about the freshmen looking ahead how about the sophomores looking ahead like yeah they've not played that many road games they've not played that many points in a schedule where the UNC game is the next game. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that in the Notre Dame game, Jeremy Roach in the first half was like by miles and miles the best player and felt like the player that was most like up for the game. Yeah. You know, uh, the second half, Mark started turning on, players started to figure out a little more. But, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that in that spot with a game at Pitt coming up next and Notre Dame had not been good that, Maybe the rest of the team, sophomores included, were sleeping a little bit at the beginning. And Jeremy Roach was like, give me the rock. I'll, yeah, I'll it, it, it definitely would be the most surprising thing. They also didn't play 
in Blacksburg last year, looking at the schedule, they played them at home in like December. So um, I think, I think that's a game. Uh, yeah. It's a scary game. It's a game where it's like, you might as well pencil it in as a loss. It's not going to be a bad loss. not going to destroy a resume, but um, if you can come up with, if you can steal a win there and then, you know, you go to UNC and anything happens, man, just got to show up and you never know what's going to happen. That game, uh, very excited to see how both coaches go after that and, and specifically the Baycott and flip thing, but we're not going to do a whole preview about that right now. Um, yeah, not yet. Hit the thumbs up in the uh, YouTube, everybody. Hit the thumbs up. Yes, please, please, please do that. Um, okay, my I we didn't prep at all for this, but my only other question for you uh, was going to be about Tyrese Proctor in the starting lineup. I know you, we talked a little bit about Proctor and his um, offensive struggles lately, which we're not super concerned with as long as he's distributing shooting stuff. struggles. Let's be um, clear. Sorry, not offensive. Yeah, you're right. Shooting yeah. struggles um, and scoring struggles. Uh, we're not too concerned about that. Do you think? Uh, the coaching staff should put him back into the starting lineup at any point in the next two or three games. If we look bad, I mean, you can't do it now. Like, we, did, we, we look bad against Notre Dame. We look bad for two minutes against Syracuse. Uh, you know what? If, if Proctor had not looked so bad against Notre Dame, I think they would have made that change, you know, like, yeah. uh, and the Notre Dame game, again, like to bring it up, I know it was alarming, but I think I tweeted this. When Flip and Proctor, your two best NBA recruit kind of guys, draft guys uh, thing, mm. when they both play by far their worst game of the season, I mean, I'd have to look back to freshman year to say if it's the worst game of their career, but like they weren't very good and we still won, you know? Well, yeah. So you take it. Um I don't think they can make a change unless the team looks bad. Uh, and I do think that the fact that Foster is a better shooter this season than Proctor, it's so funny. We we were talking about this, like should McCain or Foster start thing coming into the season. And my stance on it was you want the guy who can space the floor. So I, I was voting for McCain. Uh, I was yeah. like, you know, you need, need, need spacing around flip. You need spacing around Mark. Uh, you got to have it. Now, with Foster shooting about 38% from three, uh, McCain obviously shooting lights out, Proctor only shooting 32% from three. Yeah. Um, I just I just don't think the, the gap is wide enough to make a change right now. Maybe later. Maybe yeah, later. I, 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 still, I still think he's our best creator. He needs to be playing a good amount of minutes, which he currently is. Um but yeah, I I wouldn't make that change if we, I mean we just almost doubled up Pitt until we took our foot off the gas. So yeah, I I think this with these uh, teams of lesser capabilities, I'm not as worried about it. It's when we do get into the games against uh, Carolina, the, these bigger games, Clemson, I would consider a bigger game as well as a top 25 matchup. Um, it's just. I have more comfort or have a lot more confidence in Proctor running the show. And rather than coming off the bench, I, I think I'd rather have Foster coming off the bench in those games. That's not a knock on Foster. It's just the experience at that point when it comes to these bigger games. I don't think uh, you would be kicking yourself after the game if you lost, if if um, Proctor started and didn't play well. I think it's a smart move as far as uh, just 
confidence while out there, the experience level and his ability to facilitate and, and run the offense is huge. And in those big games, uh, we've seen it a few times earlier in the season. Um, it can just be too big for freshmen and just having that uh, ball security as well from Proctor, I think is good to have back. So I'm, I'm not looking for him to come back by next the next two games i I think maybe at virginia tech is kind of the game you if he plays well in these next few games uh, and shows that he's back i think you kind of try to sneak him in against maybe virginia tech one game before unc and then kind of have him back in fully starting by unc that'd be my goal and hope it's not a shot against foster i just I, i like proctor a lot and think he's better off starting than coming off the bench yeah i mean again if if foster's playing this well and uh, all four of them are playing well, then like, it doesn't matter. Like we can do whatever yeah. and it'll be fine. We'll just need I Roach in I, there. Roach. I should say the spark, the spark mentality that fat, that Foster can, can bring you off the bench, I think is a little bit more, um, palpable than, than Proctor's because sure Proctor is going to facilitate better. He's going to do other, some other things better, but as far as like, the hustle, the the play—I shouldn't say playmaking, but the defensive ability and the athleticism. Like um, Foster can provide a spark, like an emotional spark. I don't know if um, Proctor's more suited for for that coming off the bench and, and providing a spark role as as Foster is. Maybe I I, I don't know. I I think I you agree. Can disagree. I'm fine with it. No, I I think I agree in theory. Yeah, Georgia Tech is absolutely a Q3 loss. Um, Lock City, dude. I knew it was a lock. Well, really, we just need them to not be a Q4 lock. Because <laughs> they because the wheels it's can good. fall off of them motherfuckers real fast. Um yeah. yeah, I don't know what I think about the Foster versus Proctor thing right now. I think I think they just need to play. I, I think that role. I mean, didn't today, didn't he come off the bench like two minutes in or something? Like didn't, didn't yeah, I missed the first couple of minutes because I couldn't get ESPN. So then, like, so then who cares who starts? You yeah. know? And also, yeah, it's, it's, winning winning cures, like, everything, too. You know, I, I yeah. was talking about – no, I wasn't talking about this. I was listening to people talk about this. Um, it's really funny how you start to hear – uh, it was about Jonathan Kuminga. It's like, oh, it's interesting that, like, he's lost faith now that they're losing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like yeah, winning cures a lot, and they've not yeah. really been using him as much as they should for a while. But like they were winning, yeah. so who cares? Now that they're losing, that's enough, you know. Exactly. Yeah, and I, it, it's definitely there. not something that like I'm passionate about. Like we need we need Proctor yeah. back in the starting lineup. It's just like a talking point, and it's and it's something sure. that the coaching staff has to consider going forward. And I would assume Proctor is accepting the role well behind the scenes, but it's also another thing where it's like. Is he not happy in that position? Because he's he came back as the, the point guard of the team. He seems fine. I mean, sure. I, yeah. I think he has some things to work on still. I think he's very, very good at certain things. Somebody mm-hmm. asked, I thought it was in here. Well, you said his Proctor st- stock dropping. Say that five times fast, Ryan, right now. <laughs> not a chance, dude. <laughs> Proctor, stock dropping, read it. Proctor stock dropping. Proctor stock dropping. Proctor stock dropping. Proctor stock dropping. Let's go. You've um, got the is in front of it, so it doesn't count. Whatever. Who cares? So I think <laughs> I you can't teach what Proctor does well. You can't teach it. He just no. has it. So 
yes, his stock is dropping in the sense that like he has to shoot the ball well in order to realistically be like a lottery pick or even like a top 20 pick. But if you want to just take the flyer and be like, hey, he was hurt earlier this year. Maybe he would have shot better. We want a guy. You know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. let go. Um, I still don't expect him back. I've seen people floating that around on twitter.com x.com nobody yeah. calls it i think uh i don't buy that not yet he's still either. too good at passing he's still too good at defense he still makes enough free throws to make you think hey this is a guy who the shooting should come along and so it probably will later in the season it certainly did last year he might just still be dealing with the injury if you look at the games before he got hurt um i know he had bad games in the losses like in the first losses but like michigan state he played great um he played great in i don't have the numbers in front of me and i don't care to look them up he was great in a couple of those games and then i had somebody after the notre dame game oh man this pissed me off somebody messaged me uh what's proctor's worst game this season uh oh it's hard to say because like each of his games is the worst game Ooh. that was like but, dude, against Syracuse, his second game back from injury, he was 14 points on uh, five of seven shooting, two of four from three with four assists, two turnovers in 27 minutes. That's a really yeah. good game. <laughs> That's a really yeah. good game. Like, people are absolutely bugging uh, when it comes to, <laughs> like, he's he's so bad. He's so... But they do the same thing for Flip. Like, I think – Fans in general need to drink a wink THC seltzer and chill out. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's always this guy. I mean we're I'm um, it happens to me. I'm a victim of it all the time. Where after a, a loss, it's this guy's falling and everything needs to change and everyone's got to come back and stay. So um, you get caught up yeah. in a moment. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I I just I think that somebody made a point. Um, Shane made a good point. Clearly, uh, oh, sorry, what do you say first? He said it's pretty clear he's still recovering, um, yeah. which I, I I don't want to say it's super. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's a possibility, too, and they're still easing him back because what you say? Because it was the Syracuse game was the second game back, right? He played against Queens and yeah. uh, Syracuse I mean, was the second game back. So we're not that far past him coming back. Um, he has as many turnovers back. since he's come back as he had in the whole season before he got hurt. You know, I, I, I think that his like handle just looks a little looser, that his passing looks like a little uh, loosey-goosier since he yeah. got back. Um, so, yeah, he might just be running like a quarter step low right now. And when you're running the point and you're making the sorts of passes and reads and uh, change of pace movements that he's doing, that quarter step is a lot. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it makes a big difference you know i forget i forget who it was who said the difference between like chet holmgren's reach and victor Wembanyama's reach that it's something like four inches of reach or whatever but they're like think about how big when it comes to the game of basketball yeah. like going from here versus like going to here is like how many times do you see outstretched hands you know what i mean how many times do you see outstretched hands and the ball like comes here now now yeah. add that that's insane, you know? So I think that I think that, that quarter step, that little tiny bit, 
makes a lot bigger a difference than people than people consider. Yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> you set yourself up for some, you set yourself up for some jokes there with the four inches comment, but we'll, we'll move on from that one. <laughs> Ryan's might put your thumbs up in the uh, comments if uh, if Ryan's mind is dirty. Oh man, it absolutely is. Uh, but yeah, I, I I agree with you though. It is it is concerning, especially when you have the ball in your hands as much as he does. How much of a difference just a slight being ninety percent, not ninety five percent, makes um, in in effectiveness as well. That's a uh, that's a uh, kind of a concerning stat to have the turnovers be the same as they were before his injury. Uh, but still, I hope to see him back uh, in the starting lineup. Um, otherwise, uh, been going for forty minutes. We coming off a blowout. Blowout game. Any final thoughts from you from the team tonight and going forward? Um, I think that we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everything is fine. I think that Flips struggle those two games. He's still a young player. I know people don't want to hear that. He's still a young player. I know he's a returning player. He's going to have a couple of tough games hither and yon. It's going to happen. Proctor, Mm -hmm. same deal, especially coming back from injury. And as Zion's pointed out on the show before, Flip didn't have a summer. He had no summer to work at all. So... You know, that's that's really tough. And Flip is still having a first-team All-American season this year. His rim protection is fine. I, I think I think people are blowing that way out of proportion. The number of people who insist that Flip is a four blows my mind. Yeah, like, I don't get that. I don't think 
he's a four on either side of the floor. Like just because you can shoot threes doesn't make you a four. You can be a five and shoot threes, but like, I mean, we've, we've seen him do those, like the handle move, the try and shake and bake, you know, (laughs) they're like trying to like do some shit with the handles, which in the NBA, that's what fours have to do. Fours have to like Kevin Durant, that shit. And like, I, like flip at the next level, I think is a five. And I think he's played very well and acquitted himself very well at five here so far this season. Proctor, same deal. Uh, preseason expectations, throw him out the window. He's yeah. creating, he's defending. He's doing the things yeah. we asked. Jeremy Roach having way better a season than even people who were sunny about what his like statistical output would be this season yeah would think i mean uh, roach, roach he, flat out proved me wrong like I, I i admit when i'm wrong but like i was the one that said maybe you don't start jeremy this year <laughs> to start the year and yeah, uh, i i gave uh, my apology already but yeah he is also like he uh, and i know this is dependent on opponent to some extent due to his size he is defending better this year he is having yeah. like he's I, I don't know that I would say he's like a big net positive on defense, but like tonight he was doing well. He's not, he's yeah. not, like, his problem has always been when he has to guard somebody who's like six, four or whatever. Right. Like yeah, yeah. Size, guys, his size and, and smaller, he's, he's actually really good. And that's what he's seen so far this year. So I think Duke is fine at the end of the day and we'll lose another game that we shouldn't lose. And that's okay. It just has yep. to be uh, against not Louisville. <laughs> And, yeah. and, prefer- and preferably not at home. That that yeah. those the two uh, those are the two requirements. What is Lisa's stat here? Flip is the third Duke player in twenty five seasons to have a twenty five point double double on ninety percent field goal percentage. I wonder who the other two are. Lisa, do you- I was gonna guess Zion? Well, Zion's the obvious yeah, one. I don't know that I would have gone Boozer. I don't know that I would have thought it was him. I would have thought it was Sheldon, maybe. Yeah, 25 years um, that limits you. Got to be a big. Uh, I'm trying to, it, to like Dukeman basketball stats tweet that or who, where'd you get that? The answer is in the chat. And also, I did say it out loud already. <laughs> I heard you say, <laughs> I heard both. Oh, I thought, Ryan, you were about, I thought, no, no, no. I thought you were talking about other people in the comments said that, not Lisa gave you the right. answers. So. Ryan took that gummy, ripped it in half, and put it right in his ears. He didn't. He didn't ingest it the normal way. You it know was, what I mean? So I guess he was wondering it was Zion and Boozer who were the other two to have uh, a twenty-five point double double on ninety percent field goal percentage in the last twenty-five seasons. So, uh, good job, Lisa. Thank you for providing that. Um, yeah, yeah. Do, I mean, um, Ryan, what comments do you have? Mine is, is was going to go on the flip trend, too, as most people who are listening know. I was at the Syracuse game, so getting to see it up close and personal. Him and Ryan Young just both immediately getting into foul trouble was so frustrating. And um, I, I'm going to – this is a blanket statement that might not be proven true with analytics, but it's basically he gets into foul trouble or has a really freaking good game. It's, it's one or the other, and if he can just stay out of foul trouble, which – all the good teams have got pretty much gotten him into for the most part. Uh, that's what worries me against teams like UNC, um, Clemson as well. Like I just, I worry, and we can't afford to have Flip on the bench for 
um, the majority of the first or second half because of foul trouble. So I think it's it's as simple as yeah. I, I, and I don't want to sit here and say it's as simple as just don't get into foul trouble. But at this point, it seems like it is. As long as you're on the floor flip, uh, we're having a good time and things are going well. When him yeah. and Proctor are both on the floor together, things are even better. The ball moves. The uh, off ball yeah. offense is, is is moving around. So I just I think it's almost that simple. Stay out of foul trouble. And this team's ceiling is is uh, incredibly high. And and Duke needs to. I, I saw again another couple of comments about Sean Stewart in the chat back there somewhere. Um, Duke does need to figure out what they're gonna do in terms of minutes without Flip. Uh, yeah. I know that Ryan Young had some good minutes today, and I think that's really our. <laughs> only uh that's really our only course right now but like we got to give sean stewart some stuff chris no no ah, chris. yeah no don't say you too ryan for the listeners chris commented russ the star of the show and he was right and then he said you too ryan and now he's wrong <laughs> um nice uh zion's texting us angrily that ryan messed up some stuff again we love it uh <laughs> whatever guys come over to youtube and hit the thumbs up so i think that we need to come up with a plan for when flip is out we've talked about it already i think playing sean stewart is a good way to sneak four minutes like stewart does not need to play 12 minutes a game to make an impact if he can give us four to six net positive minutes that would be colossal for when we start playing the more athletic teams that we're going to face in the NCAA tournament. I said on, uh, I said on maybe here, either this or on Twitter, when you look in your crystal ball and you're wondering, well, how does Duke lose in the tournament this year? The, the thing that I see in the crystal ball is flip gets two fouls in the first six minutes of the first half of a game against a really yeah. good team. And if Flip can only play like 24 minutes or whatever, then we are very much in trouble. You know what I mean? So all the yeah. more reason to play Stewart a little bit um, to try to figure out some options beyond yep. good luck, Ryan. You yeah. know, which, I mean, which is currently the option. That's that, yeah. I you made a great you make great points there, just because the fact that uh, we don't have anybody then to, to fill that in and and the Stewart thing I just I don't see it happening he's not getting minutes in a 30 point blowout in the second half really against Pittsburgh until three four minutes left in the game like that's concerning to me power I think was in before he was so um, actually I don't I don't know that that's true I think Stewart might have come in before power oh okay I was not I, think they pulled, last... I think they pulled flip earlier then they pulled I mean, flip, yeah flip got pulled at 538 left because i like looked up and was like why is he still in the game because i, I think was that's more or less when they put sean in you yeah know? actually okay. he played like eight minutes didn't he what did he play uh he oh, played yeah, eight, eight minutes, minutes yeah. power played five Minus yeah eight. so i want to see more of that somebody did say play blakes at the four um if flip is in foul trouble uh, i really want to see some mark mitchell five minutes still but yeah. The small sample that we have, it did not go very well. So yep. it's kind of hard to see him in, in conference play being like, let's let's roll him out. K Rose yeah. says, What's the deal with Reeves? I know it's his foot, but have you heard anything else? I, I right now the only thing we know is that he's not dressing out. So I'm assuming it's still the foot. Um I don't know I that he it has a boot on it, doesn't he? A different Russell said, surely a healthy Reeves is an okay option i don't know man like 
Because I think yeah, that's... <laughs> Reeves more or less plays the same way that Ryan Young plays, um, but Ryan is a little more seasonable, stronger, a little more experienced, um, and a little more fleet of foot, frankly. So, like, I think Reeves just needs a little more time. You definitely have to play Reeves in drop. Any single time that you play him, he's got to be in drop. He can't move in space. So, yeah. um, I just don't know that he's going to be ready to hold down a drop coverage type defense and know exactly where he's supposed to be at all times in meaningful ACC games right now, even for a few minutes. Um, and yeah, Brandon says he is medically redshirting, uh, I bet, and, and leaving after the season. I don't know about that part, but him medically redshirting would make a lot of sense, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, I, I'm not going to get into all the stuff that you kind of just got into about Reeves and why I'm not sh- not sure either of us believe in him being providing productive minutes if Flip was out. I just I don't know if he. Yeah, I don't think he's that he'd be the answer regardless. Maybe in a year or two he would be, but but not this year. Um, so yeah, Somebody, I think if. Oh, um, oh, can you finish your damn point? <laughs> nope, that was it. That was it. Let's see. Uh, it. it says they've got fake Russes on Twitter chat. Who are these fake Russes? I don't yeah, know what this is. That. Shoot Russ a DM. He loves getting DMs. Yeah, shoot me a DM that somebody uh, is flattering me enough to be a fake me. Um, and then and then uh, a couple of people also asked in here what to expect. You know, in terms of who we should expect back, I think a lot of that is is way Oof. up in the air. I think it's so up in the air. I think it's up in the air in terms of who would leave uh, to go pro. I think it's up in the air in terms of who would explore alternate uh, NIL options. Um, I think in terms of who we might look at on the transfer market, it's very up in the air, depending on a lot of those things. I think it's all very up in the air. So we'll just see. Hopefully we play so well that we make a final four or a championship or what have you. And in that scenario, we probably do lose a bit more, but then we also have made the final four or won a title or whatever. So, um, I'd be okay with that. That that is a question that like normally in January, I'm pretty like, we're normally able to answer or give like with 75% accuracy. And right now, like I've never felt less confident in giving an answer to that question from the amount of people we have coming in, maybe maybe a couple more possibly coming in before next season that, that haven't committed yet. You never know there. And then you have transfers, then you just have, I don't know. It's either way, it's going to be an overhaul of some sort. Um, just because the sheer amount of people we have coming in. Uh, yeah. But yeah, right now, like this is, it's weird to be this, uh, have this little confidence in who's coming back next year. Yeah. It's either that or we lose. Um, it's either we lose guys are here or we lose somebody. Like there's, there's no way to stack Mm-mm. bodies. Scholarship like wise, you really even can't. Like A, scholarship wise, and B, like realistically ego wise. A lot of the guys have aspirations of being professional basketball players at some point. And Shire's never really playing more than eight guys. So, yeah. Like, he hasn't shown that propensity yet. So, like, there's no way we're going <laughs> to – I mean, don't get me wrong. If if we keep all these guys and we actually ran a 10-man rotation, I would be over the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, don't see it happening. Cairo says we haven't recruited a point guard for 2024. I would bet decent money that unless we really clean up in the tournament this year, that we would have – at least one of McCain or Foster back. I think bare minimum that feels very likely. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I'm looking at it. I, I would be 
surprised and disappointed if we did not return two out of the four guards that are getting playing time right now. To, I take that back. Uh, you can include Blake's in there, I'd say. I think we return two to three of them back. I'm pretty confident in that. Um, just because, like you said, we don't have a, we don't have true point guards coming in um, and yeah. no one really recruiting that's a, a point guard in any capacity either. So, because VJ Edgecombe is is a wing. So, I it's just – yeah. I'd be shocked if we didn't return at least two out of the five that are getting minutes right now. I think if if VJ Edgecombe doesn't come to Duke, it says a lot about who he expects to be here. So yeah. if he does come to Duke, I think he is expecting at least three of the five guards that get minutes to be gone, um, yeah. would be my guess. Uh, yeah. And maybe four of the five to be gone. Could be. I think that's that's certainly a worst case scenario would be four of the five, I would think. And then in a best case scenario, at least in terms of how cool would it be? I mean, there's a chance we return three or four of these guys. I don't know what it would yeah. mean in terms of minutes. It would be absolutely bananas, <laughs> but it, uh, uh, it, it gets, it gets gnarly. The more, I mean, like I have the class. Mark, the Mark Mitchell things, yeah. The Mark Mitchell yeah. scenario is another, what, what, I have no idea what that what that's going to look like or what that's going to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Pablo says you guys VJ talked Duke, about it. Period. I like Pablo's P VJ to do period. Well, according like to that. according to Trilly, we were uh, the team to beat. And I think that one will be ending at some point in the next couple months, if not sooner. Um, with with that being said, with the Mark thing, it'll be interesting because uh, you have obviously Flag is starting next year. That's a no brainer. But guys like Isaiah Evans who would kind of be that three-ish kind of play that Mark Mitchell role, except for he, I, he's a, I think he's a much better player. Uh, maybe not the college. Regardless, it's just there's, more, there's so many. Versatile, he's a more versatile, more versatile. talent at present. Uh, yeah, offensively Mark, especially. In terms of self-creation, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, you just – you have a lot. You have, you have Khan coming in as well, who's, who's that three, four area in high school, maybe more of a four with the size there. But um, – Regardless, there's just a log jam everywhere you look. If you just bring in the guys and keep everybody in the roster, which obviously is impossible, like we said, with scholarships and such. But, like, there's just a log jam there. And uh, when you have a class that's right now at five guys, who I think probably three, maybe four, are looking at wanting to get minutes right away. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe possibly two more guys that that come on uh, into that class. So that's bringing in seven guys like that. I mean, it's going to get interesting. I don't think um, – I don't have an answer for it right now. And I just think it'll be interesting to see how the staff plays this out because I don't I mean, want to lose a commit. If, if we bring in seven dudes, people will transfer. I mean, that's. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's just, yeah. How yeah. many is the, is the question. We're not going to have another off season without a transfer. There's zero chance of that. I'd be very, I'd be stunned. Yeah. Um, and I would hope that we would be able to bring in one. Like if we don't get VJ, you bring in a, a experienced wing. Uh, it it I, I'm I'm getting a headache. My head's spinning thinking about all the possible scenarios of if McCain leaves, if he comes back and Foster, it's just yeah, it's January 9th. I can't do this. <laughs> we also we also probably want to have a five, you know, like Coop uh, is is sick as a defender, but you know he's going to want to play. He is an NBA four for sure. So yeah. I like to see. Um, 
I would like to see a five. Yeah, Don I forget who I was talking with about this. Yeah, and he's good, but the injuries concern me a little bit um, in terms of just uh, preparation. Uh, I love Stewart at the five to Afasto in the chat. I love Stewart at the five. I would love to see that happen. Yeah, um, that'd be sweet. But Duke's also be, recruiting I, the the NBA Af- uh, Academy Africa big man. I'm going to butcher how you say his name because I haven't heard it. He's let's hear ever. Ryan pronounce this name right now. <laughs> no, I'm not bad. I'm good at this, okay? Kaman Maluak is how I'm going to pronounce it. All right. We're going to get we're gonna get a judge's read on that. I don't know how to yeah. say it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, he, uh, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> I also spelled. don't have it in front of me, so I don't know. I don't even yeah, know how right his name is spelled, no. to be honest. It's K-H-A-M-A-N. Come on. Come on. I doubt it's common. It's probably come on. And then already. Jesus. M-A-L-U-A-C-H. I think, oh, Mark, screw you. I think I nailed it. Anyways, they're recruiting him so that I just, I don't think, I don't think Duke right now believes that. Uh, Sean Stewart's their starting five next season. It doesn't seem that way, at least. Yeah, I think that's probably fair, and I think that's upsetting. I, I think that especially with the chemistry that Flag and Stewart would be bound to have from playing together in high school. Yeah, I mean, love that. I, I kind of think you have to give them at least a good amount of run. But I also – we're going to run into the same problem we ran into this year where Theo Johns don't grow on trees. Like guys who can come in and give you that level of play right away uh, and yeah. will accept 20 minutes a game, very limited. Very, yeah. very limited number of players anywhere that would do that. Um, yeah. Jamie Shaw is in the chat uh, giving some positional breakdown stuff. Very interesting. Put that up. We haven't even brought up Harris, who's awesome. It uh, is common. But Jamie, Jamie's got to admit for the first time ever saying that name out loud that, I mean, it made sense. Some Anyways. of those positional things are interesting. I, um, I think that some of those positional things, I might be more inclined to agree, agree in terms of like their, their pro where they play as a pro than versus where they would probably play as at Duke. Um, although then again, if Mark Mitchell comes back, Cooper at the three, like Cooper and Mark as like three, four, three, four guys. Yeah. Hey, you know, it'd be a big fucking team. <laughs> oh my God. Spacing would be a little interesting there. If you have Mark them Mitchell three and then five. Yeah. That would be completely insane. Um, but yeah. And somebody said, do I think Proctor might come back? I mean, d- d- no. But I don't think the number is zero percent. He's young. I'll, I'll I think zero percent. Yeah, yeah. I think with with Proctor, his age is in our favor. Um, yeah, thank you, Jamie. I gave it my best shot, man. After Gummy <laughs> was even harder. No, so. put the pressure on, Jamie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I think that Proctor has lost some NBA draft stock, but I also think he's got another two to three months to win a lot of it back. Yeah. Uh, he is still young. Um, and, and I think it'll just depend to some extent on now that he'll have two years under his belt. I do often think that the guys who've played two years might seriously consider, well, unless I am a lottery pick, let me get my degree. Cause I can probably 
if I take some summer classes, get my degree in three years, we've had a lot of Duke players do this. Yeah. Um, it, it's not impossible. It's not zero percent. Um, Afosto says Derek Lively had lost a lot of draft stock this time last season. Yeah, but he went from like top seven to top 14. You know, like he didn't fall I out. Think of the he, he dropped into twenties, I think, at some point, depending upon where you look. But regardless, it, I, I get your point. I think, I think the the Dallas, I think everyone in the world saw the Dallas match. Like once Dallas yeah. was fourteenth, once they knew that Dallas would be in the lottery, it's like, well, Derek Lively is one hundred percent going to be a, a lottery pick. Yeah. Um, Russell, the other Russell says Proctor probably earns the stock back postseason workouts. I think his chances of earning that stock back come in the next two to three months. And I think if Duke does a, a nice run in the tournament, Proctor shows acquits himself well. I don't think he needs to score a lot of points to get that draft stock up. No. But you also have to think about realistically, if you are if you're an NBA point guard and you don't shoot the three at an elite level and you're not like a mega athlete, that's a yeah. tough combo that's really hard to get minutes i mean if chris dunn can't really play for more than a decade like you know what i mean yeah. like chris dunn is the most athletic dude on the planet <laughs> and and yeah and, and, had, and had great stats and carried a team and uh, uh they drafted him i don't know why i brought him up I, he's just in my mind the first, <laughs> he, he's in my mind the first guy who comes up when it's like guys who dominate in college but they couldn't shoot and so that became yeah. a problem and i think you've also seen over the years countless players who aren't elite athletes but they can shoot the leather off the ball and then they do pretty well as a pro but yeah minus both of those is pretty tough so i don't know better than zero percent but again i am i'm rooting for the result that we're all rooting for which is duke wins a title because if duke wins a title the fact that tyrese like tyrese proctor will have played beautifully and yeah, then exactly. Proctor will be probably uh, a top. He'll be at least a first round pick in that scenario, and then he'll have a he'll have a decision to make. But man, if, um, if, if winning the title clear, clears everything, I don't even care what happens next. I don't. I care what happens next season, but I like it's almost like title. Oh, I mean, I mean, <laughs> at this point, well, I mean, maybe this is a good question to end on, Ryan, like because we haven't talked about it in a minute. And now we've seen a lot of the team. What? Let's let's say let's let's say there's a, a world in which the devil has uh, approached you, <laughs> Satan himself, Beelzebub, and he has told you, he has told you that Duke is definitely not going to end this season with a banner. Okay. Oh my what, god. Like, what's what's the what's the minimum? What's the worst result we could get? where you would still feel good about John Shire as the coach of the future going forward. Oh God. <laughs> good question. Cause like a lot of people in the chat would be like, he has to win a title. I like, yes, for my heart, but also no for like practical, it's really hard to win a title. Right. So what's the yeah. worst postseason result that we could get where you would still be like, fuck. Yeah. Shires. Okay. Yeah, there's there's a lot of variables there, but I'll just take it at surface level because it's it's how like oh if we lose and yeah the... put, it, put in the comments uh, uh, there have, there have been multiple people so far who have said uh, elite eight uh, Cairo says win the ACC tourney and lose in the elite eight um, that's a that's a big, yeah I I've been a, a I've been been rough on Shire at times I think if we get to the Sweet Sixteen 
and lose, depending on how we lose, if, if it seems like the offense was stagnant and they were doing some um, great Ryan Young plays a ton of minutes, whatever, if it's something to do with coaching, um, then I would say that's that's not great for the outlook of this of this uh, tenure at Duke. But I do think if it's Sweet 16 and they lose to a really good team that that got hot late or something like that, and it's not a bad loss, it's just a sh- shitty matchup, something like that, then I think that's okay. Yeah, I definitely – if we don't finish top two in the ACC this year in a bad ACC, I know it's better than last year, still bad. With mm-hmm. this roster – um, especially considering we we should have won the ACC last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the regular season, then I won't be happy. <laughs> I think yeah. we should definitely, at bare minimum, finish top two, yeah. and then uh, and then I think the tournament then depends on seeding and everything else. Because like, what if we get a four seed? Yeah. Then like, do I really? Am I going to be like? Shire's not my guy if we don't make the Elite Eight when we could be playing a, a one seed. Purdue, Purdue yeah. I like no. So yeah, Jamie says Shire's the guy. I I have liked a lot of what Shire has done since those losses. I do think that ultimately we've made some changes. We figured some things out. Obviously, we adjusted the defense today, and that led to a huge win. Um, he's shown some propensity to dribble uh, or to to adjust to tinker. You know what I saw yeah. today, Ryan? And man, I hope somebody, Jamie, maybe you can do this. There was a lot more off-ball action on offense yeah. today. I feel like when I was looking for it and seeing players that were not either the player with the ball or the player setting the screen, I was seeing like stuff going on over here too, which yeah. <laughs> which when we were losing the games was not happening, right? So yeah. that's cool. That's amazing. That makes me feel really good about my coach. The so. the Syracuse the Syracuse game was the exact same way in the first half. I literally was like, I yelled out like a little bit and said, "We're no one's moving." And my wife looked at me like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Just watch this next yeah. offensive possession." She's like, "Oh my god, it's just standing and dribbling the ball." It's like, what is going on? Yeah. Second half when we shot nine and nine from three, or whatever it was, the movement wasn't saying that even my wife noticed. Like, look at all the like, it just looks like chaos out there now. And so it's like, uh, yeah, it's just a different oh, the adjustments. <laughs> the uh the adjustments have been there these last few weeks at least and that's a great sign that's why i'm, I'm saying i think the, the tough thing is the expectations coming into this season were were very high and so i feel like it'd be weird to me for me to sit here and say i'd be okay with a sweet 16 exit if it's a tough loss as, as far as looking at shire goes that the talent we brought back um yeah. is enough to say yeah elite eight is at least what you have to get to if not a final four i think is understandable of fans yeah, I think it would just for me it would just make it so that next year with Cooper Flag like oh my it would god be yeah like a ride or die year, you know, like 110%. Uh so yeah, but enough about enough about uh the postseason. We've got to beat some great ACC opponents like like I was going to say Georgia Tech, but they did fucking beat us. So yeah. You know, um, is there the opposite of fireworks if I do this on the screen? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> See, now it this is why you watch on YouTube. This is why you watch the stream, why you hit the thumbs up. 
do yeah, also man. listen to the podcast, but man, that <laughs> was a lovely moment. That was perfect. That was a good callback for a few weeks ago. All right, man. Uh, it's been over an hour. Yeah, it's been more than you wanted. Yeah, that's okay. But I'll do, uh, I'll, Can I do the closing plugs real quick? You go ahead, man. Do it. Yeah, so uh, Duke NBA, the Duke Nation, and Duke Better on Twitter. Also, CrazyCast, C-R-A-Z-I-E, cast on Twitter. Uh, guys, go to Apple Podcasts, even if you're in here right now, especially if you're in here right now and you're still listening. Once this podcast is posted, it'll be posted by tomorrow morning. Go to your Apple Podcasts, download the episode, and listen to it. Like we we have we are loving the numbers that we are getting on these streams, but because so many of you are tuning in here, <laughs> I feel like our I feel like our podcast numbers should be like uh, should pop a little more considering how lively and wonderful our chat section is. So I want to encourage people to also go get the Apple Podcast. We are going to be dropping soon, maybe in the next week or two, depending on Zion's schedule. We're going to do a non-live show that you can only listen to on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please go give us a subscribe. Please go download it, send it to your friends, so on and so forth. And then obviously when you're at the YouTube feed, please hit the thumbs up. Again, please share it on Twitter. Get people to click. Get people to watch. Juice these numbers, baby. Make Field of 68 say, whoa, you had me at hello. <laughs> lifetime contract. Make him say lifetime contract. Lifetime we'll, uh... contract, yeah. Tweet at Rob Dowser and at Jeff Goodman and say Ryan and Russell need lifetime contracts and Zion uh, needs a provisional year-by-year -year contract. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, man. Any more plugs? Stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true that. Uh, any more plugs? Are we good? I think we're good, man. <laughs> yeah, we're real good. All right. We're real uh, good, baby. Appreciate appreciate everyone joining. It's good to be back. There they are. <laughs> uh, yeah, good to be back. Duke wins, blows out. Uh, Pittsburgh on the road. Great game. Uh, thanks all for joining. Have a great night.